Chance Radio Show. This is episode 103. What's good, everyone? Ryan here, and we're back after, a, I want to say, a pretty dragged out hiatus, obviously, for very good reason. Let me start off by saying, you know, people here at NCR, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to account for everyone here. We're all about positive change, you know, being progressive. I don't like fucking being mundane. That's just kind of boring. And keeping things exciting. I'm a person that if I ever feel that I'm not like, invested or fully there mentally. It's all about mental health nowadays. Mental health is so important. And if I'm not there 100%, dude, I'm not doing that shit. I honestly don't care to do that shit. So sometimes you got to shift the mental, realign the chakras, maybe take a vacation or two. You know, I did. I know y'all saw me on Instagram, man. I was popping out in Japan, all that other shit, whatever. Keep your feet up and take it back to the basics. So with that said, we got some new shit for you guys. I want to introduce the newest member of the NCR show, one of my really good friends, and probably one of the most stylish people other than myself, <laughs> <laughs> Flex, <laughs> that I personally know. And now, real quick disclaimer, I call her P, but y'all have to address her by whatever name she tells you to address her by. So go ahead and say what's up to the people. Hi, y'all. It's Priscilla. You guys can call me P. I really don't mind. <laughs> All right, we're calling you, we're going to call you P on the show. You can call me P. All right, cool. It's just less syllables and and way easier to transition into regular words. Thank you for being here with us today, P. Thank you for having me, guys. Appreciate you. It's been a long time coming. The last time I've seen you is like five five years ago. Way too long. But we'll get into the the origin story of how we all met. Mm -hmm. And when I say we... I obviously got to bring back a little, a little double whammy. We dropping bombs on this show <laughs> to start this new year episode off, right? Like, because this was highly requested. This was maybe like three people requested this, <laughs> but this was still the ratio of people that reach out to the people that listen is highly requested. And a guest, or shall I say, um, a resident of the podcast, it's kind of like, um, kind of like that roommate. That's like not really home all the time, but like lives in your house <laughs> and like moves around like a ghost. He's like an all-time co-host and the guy some of you may love to hate. Welcome back, Nate, everybody. What's up, everybody? Insert the applause right here. <laughs> Shout out to yeah, Nate. It's good to be back. Nice little hiatus. Ryan is still full of shit. <laughs> a couple I, months later. I had the chance of putting this intro together, so yeah. you know I had to I had to I had to put that in there. But yeah. now we have all three of us, right? This is episode. 103 this is season three man we have to hit a a certain expectation for what people have been waiting for since we took almost a month off it's been a while and when you listen to your favorite podcast right you expect that shit to be there every fucking week Mm -hmm. either the 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 hosts have died or (laughs) have like gotten married or had kids or don't have time to do shit anymore but if not if not that there are no excuses so we got to come correct on this episode, guys. 2020. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute. It's, it's been, been a hot minute. minute. But let's talk about this origin story real quick for how P came into the mix. <laughs> now, I'm talking like four to five years in the past. Obviously, everyone that's talking this, on this podcast has come from fucking Nike. <laughs> <laughs> so we are, I, don't, I wouldn't say we're a part of the industry. I don't think we've ever been, none of us have ever <laughs> been part of the industry. But we've definitely... Um, I mean, we've worked retail before. I guess that's enough. That, that's qualified other. us enough to be <laughs> to be speaking about this shit. But we met Priscilla at Nike. How long? I mean, we, me and Nate have been working there prior to you being yeah, there. Yeah, you guys were already there when Maybe I for started. For like a couple years. Yeah. Um, and it all all goes back to this 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 conversation that we used to have in <laughs> in, in my office and. I remember this very vividly. And one of the reasons why I, I wanted to, to get you on the podcast was because you are um, Nate's kryptonite. <laughs> and I think that's the that's the biggest part of, of why it's, it's, like a, it's like a it's like a it's like a flow chart of like who keeps who in check. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Nate to me. <laughs> Uh, Priscilla to Nate and uh, nobody checks nobody checks Priscilla I guess so alright cool I guess we need a fourth member but but yeah so I remember uh, this very vividly I think it was a conversation about um, what was it who I think it was who started Calm de Garçon yeah I remember that and me and Nate were hella big that was like four years ago yeah and no that was like almost five years ago and I think Priscilla was 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 standing strongly in saying that Ray Kawakubo I just want to put this out there real quick Priscilla is still wearing CDG Converse I am I saw the meme recently on Twitter I don't know what meme 
I'm gonna send it to you later, okay. but it's a it's it's a trust issue thing, and it <laughs> comes down to the hearts on the converse. But yeah. it's okay, it's okay. This has been around forever. Yeah, like before people started like trying to flex. Yeah, it, it should have so died this in 2013. No so this way, is for sure. CDG hearts are vintage. Yeah. All right. Here okay. We we'll we'll stick with that. <laughs> it should be an interesting episode. I saw this really funny meme on on Instagram on TikTok actually. Yeah, I'm on TikTok. Follow me oh. at TikTok. I know you have a video on TikTok. So promo, so promo. It was literally about this 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 girl who's wearing those D- Dior, uh, I think they're called um, Houts, or I don't know what they're yeah. called, but they're like the Converse version of Dior. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. And uh, somebody was like, nice Converse. And then she's like crying because it's like, bitch, these are Dior. Why would you do that to me? They're about $600 more. Literally, <laughs> fuck. I would be so hot if somebody said that to me. But anyways, let's get into the motherfucking episode. This is episode 103 it's a new year y'all this is 2020 so throughout this episode we're gonna be talking about 2019 that's usually something we say for around the beginning of the new year covering shit what was good in 2019 and what was bad and also us projecting what 2020 looks like you know one thing we do on this show a lot is we're good at predicting shit i think that we're pretty good at sort of ideating what 2020 looks like in terms of trends and styles and even whether it's like gimmicky shit whatever i think i think we're pretty good at 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 projecting those things out so let's start with 2019 and before we get into anything streetwear how was 2019 for you guys 2019 was a shitty year (laughs) this is honestly one of the worst years of my life that was such a horrible year can you elaborate why 2019 was so bad personally Um, i don't know i feel like i didn't really do much in 2019 what do you mean by do like you're alive, Work. 2019. You got oxygen in your lungs. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I guess looking back on it now, like 2019 was, I don't know. It just, it wasn't like 2017. That was a good year, bro. We're not talking about damn near a whole another decade. I'm just like, saying. <laughs> He's like, 2017 was a good year. I don't want to talk about it. You're wearing hearts on your converse. Oh, my God. That's going to be a recurring theme in this episode. 2017 no, was but a good elaborate. year. No, but elaborate. What was 2019 to you? Um, I don't know. It was just a difficult year. Growth was, year? Gr- I think it was definitely a growth year. Yeah. That's good, though. That's a, yeah. that's a good type of year I mean, like, have. yeah, it was good and bad. It was a very bittersweet year. There were definitely some good moments. A lot of highs and lows. A lot of pros and cons. You think that's important? to like go into the next year's like having a year like that you know like yeah you, you think about like i'm gonna use a, an nba reference even though like we all okay, know you don't watch basketball <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even say that but i mean using an nba reference like you have an off year right maybe you're maybe you're uh you're two years close to retiring hopefully you're not close to retiring but you, you have that year where it's like man like people think i fell off i'm coming off of injury whatever mm-hmm. is that that year that you're having right now Or that you had previously? I think so. Um, Yeah, I don't know. So far, 2020 has been pretty solid. 2018 was was a fire year. uh, It was okay. I wouldn't say it was fire. (laughs) That was the year that that we were like killing it. It was was okay. 2018 was a fire as year. Solid. Solid. We'll use that. We'll we'll use that. Not fire. Fire is is beyond expectations right now. But 2019, P, what about 2019 for you? I think it was good to have a balance. Like Nate said, there's like pros and cons to 2019. Like for 2019, for me, it was definitely a good balance of both like a lot of good stuff did happen and it and I realized a lot of things That's that good. like I know t- going into 2020, like I'm for sure going to, you know, I have goals that I'm going to accomplish this year because 2019 had set me up for that. And then I've also had probably some like really bad things that I've learned from. Oh, perfect. So I think a good balance. Well, not perfect, yeah. but like you, you always yeah. got to have those moments where it's like, fuck, this sucks. Yeah. Just sure. to go into the next year. And I have had those moments in 2019 where I'm like, great, like of course this happened, you know, like my <laughs> fucking luck, but you know, it's well, that's perfect. Things, yeah. I, I look at 2019, me personally was fucking epic. I think just in regards to just being able to advance creatively in the way that I wanted to personally and to, to get us to the point where we're just like, all right, man, like what's next. But what, what scares me about having a year like 2019 and, and that's like an all-star, an all-star mm-hmm. debut year is like when you go into 2020, it's like the, the expectations are, are way higher. Yeah. And that's the thing that sucks about having a good year is because when you go into the next year, it's like, how the hell do you come back from something like that? How, mm-hmm. how, how, do, you, how do you do something better? And I think being put in that uncomfortable situation or, or even a, a position like that is like, 
All right, you got to push yourself. Mm-hmm. And that uncomfortability is like, it, it, it's, it's actually pretty tough. And it's a challenge. Obviously, I was telling the two of you earlier that I'm at, in, in regards to like a, a, a movie, I'm at that like <laughs> downward spiral phase of the movie. It only lasts about 10 to 15 minutes. Um, but usually, I mean, for, for myself, it's, it's one of those, those time periods where I'm like, all right, like I got to, I got to get my shit back together. And, mm-hmm. and obviously with good measure, because now we're back with episode 103, but still like we're, 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 just, we're trying, we're getting the ball rolling and hopefully we can make some great shit, but let's talk about 2019 in retrospect in regards to the world of streetwear and fashion. Obviously we have, um, two of the foremost experts in both of those things <laughs> sitting in front of me. I will not call myself an expert in any of this shit because I cannot, I still can't pronounce uh, Japanese streetwear lines in 2020. But let's start with things that need to, um, things in 2019 that should have stayed in 2019. Things that were terrible, things that sucked. We were uh, starting off on a very pessimistic front right now. But I'm, I'm going to go first with one of the things that I think need to stay in 2019 and need to change in 2020. Um, one of the biggest things, me personally, is this idea of pricing slash trending out people when it comes to uh, collections or um, just in general selling of any product. Now, mm-hmm. you got to think like there's different tiers to how high fashion and street or work. You have, well, what's generally known as high fashion, that's hot couture or couture, sorry. I still don't know how to pronounce <laughs> European words. I'm going to get you Rosetta Stone for hot your birthday. couture. <laughs> That's like everything you kind of see on the runway, things that you obviously the general consumer cannot buy mm-hmm. unless you really got the plug on that shit. Mm-hmm. That's the that's your Dior, Chanel, Margiela, Givenchy, whatever. That's that's top tier shit, right? Don't even think about buying that stuff if you're listening to this podcast because I know that you can't. <laughs> then you have the lower tier or, or the second tier stuff that's like ready to wear stuff. That's usually kind of like generally sold uh, standard patterns. Um, quicker construction, things that are a little bit cheaper, but things that kind of fall off of what you see on the runway. This, these are things that you find in your department stores, Barney's, RIP. Um, that is RIP, right? That's, yeah. that's the one that, that fell off. Mm-hmm. Barney's, whatever, all your department stores. Um, these are things that you see like some of your your, your favorite celebrities wearing. I mean, I'm going to go back to the, one of the most notable ones is the, uh, the Rottweiler, Givenchy thing that Kanye oh West made very famously. That's like you're ready to wear shit. Things that you can actually buy um, as a consumer. Now, those those two worlds right there, those are those are fine, right? The, the pricing for that type of shit remains consistent throughout how how long ready to wear fashion shit has been around. But when you get to this gray area, and this is the part that I have the huge gripes about is like this streetwear aesthetic that like tries to be high fashion. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the rude, the off-white, the Heron Preston that yeah. think that they can match that same pricing and aesthetic that high fashion ready to wear. Like <laughs> that gray area of like, hey, like we can be just like them. Let's take this sweatshirt, AKA rude. <laughs> Let's make this $400 because we're just a new brand that came out of nowhere. Patch on it. Let's do that, right? <laughs> That's one of the things that I, I think I have the biggest problem or the biggest gripes about in terms of what these, these brands have tried to do in 2019. Mm-hmm. Now, it's very consistent for how they've done it previously in other years. But how do you guys feel personally about that like gray area of brands taking on streetwear aesthetic, trying to take on high fashion prices and just in general, how do you guys feel about them at the moment? Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with like more so the persona of the person behind the yeah. brand, you know, mm-hmm. like Virgil, uh, Ruigi from Rude, you know, That's his name? yeah, Ruigi, interesting name. Um, but I think it has a lot more to do with the persona than the actual brand. I think the person behind the brand is the actual brand, if that makes sense. As so, Ryan opens, <laughs> <laughs> I can. No, I think I think that makes makes a lot of sense. You yeah. know, like I think the the image of what the people that are owning these brands want to sort of portray is kind of how it relates to the price, <laughs> right? And I think like to that point of their the actual person being the brand, um, I think that has a lot more to do. I think. I think to your question, like the thing that we should leave behind in 2019 is just following that person blindly and like following whatever that person does, Mm -hmm. whether or not it's good or bad, because Mm -hmm. I mean, 
Sure. Like, fuck, we just said we weren't going to talk about this it's guy. Fine, it's fine. Talk about him. Talk about him. Talk about him. It's okay. Um, but like Virgil, I mean, nothing he's doing is super groundbreaking. Yeah. As far as design wise, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, is the person in the off-white hoodie. Okay. <laughs> no, I for sure agree with you. I mean, this is a comfortable ass hoodie. It keeps me warm. This right. is true. So. That's, a, that's, a, that's heavy cotton. <laughs> this is, yeah. this is thick ass cotton. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand, I understand what you're saying because it's, it's very similar to like influencer culture, right? Yeah, right. Like that's what I was just we, thinking. We think about like uh, anybody that's, well, I'm going to talk about Instagram models because that's something I'm very familiar with. <laughs> we, we look at Instagram models pushing product and we only purchase the product because it's based around, you know, us having the affinity for the model, right? Mm-hmm. That product we know nothing about. We probably read zero reviews on that flat tummy tee, but we're like, yo, if, if this person that I have a, a, a great love for is is the one selling this then i'm gonna buy it regardless of how much it is and that's how you get sucked into this dark hole of are, are you buying flat tummy tea i'm honestly <laughs> not <laughs> it doesn't really mix too well with alcohol <laughs> so it's not something that i want to uh, really invest in but oh my God. but yeah to be honest like I, i'm gonna use root as an example because that's a brand that's been making a lot of waves as of recently they just had their uh their first runway show at paris fashion week which is like a huge deal for this uh middle gray area streetwear high fashion brand. I, I honestly don't know what to call them. I'm just call them gray brands at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, to, 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 to be able to do that is, is honestly an, an accolade. And I applaud Ruigi for being able to, to accomplish that. But you got to understand like who, who's your audience, you know, like mm-hmm. right now, all I can imagine is people based out of LA or people based out of New York. Like there is no people in the middle of that you can see wearing that stuff or even afford to make that stuff. It doesn't make any sense. I feel like that's totally just also where we all come from too. Like people in LA dress totally different from the people how we dress out here in yeah. the Bay. Like for us, it's like we are more into like actual street wear, like, like down to earth. Like we'll do like, um, like low key brands. We'll, yeah. we'll throw on a hoodie or a shirt from like our friend's brand you know rather than wearing like rude or something like that personal brands yeah. you know what i mean and and that, that's that, that that's that tier right underneath that like gray area of, of brands it's like true streetwear mm-hmm. you know like you got to think about brands like stray rats babylon mm-hmm. pleasures like these are brands that even though they're very like city centric like if you're in la like you're a huge pleasures or, or babylon fan because mm-hmm. your homies are probably the ones that own that shit right miami east coast stray rats like these are brands that are also making waves, doing amazing collaborations, but are also very, very niche in how they operate because mm-hmm. what they do is they try to portray what it's like to be a part of where they're from mm-hmm. and or try to evoke a certain emotion that is how a lot of people from their area feel. And that's something that if you notice it coming from a, I mean, sorry, flyover states but you you don't really notice <laughs> it but like it's kind of like these less metropolitan areas less new york less la but you you start to feel that more in, in how you operate with with the clothes that you wear because you are really focused and i'd say the bay area is very very keen on that it's in, in new york in, in certain boroughs in certain areas it's my homie is making really dope clothes. I'm going to wear that shit and support it. Exactly. And that's the stuff that I think is going to pop off eventually. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then obviously the lower tiers, all the mall wear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? uh, this is kind of consistent. <laughs> Chinatown market is now mall wear in my yeah. eyes. Stussy, except for their like cut and sew stuff, but huff yeah. and, and all that stuff. But for the most part, I think what needs to stay in 2019 is, you know, stop pricing out consumers if you're just joining in, into the game. You yeah. know what I mean? R- right. Rude started off with how much of their shirts? Uh, like I think two. Come on, yeah. bro. I, Come know on. I just know they're super like, expensive yeah. for just like a plain yeah. tee. Yeah. Like, like you're literally only attracting a certain tier of people that can afford your stuff. And, and if that's the only people that you want, then, then fine by me. But how do you, uh, question for both of you, how do you develop a community around your clothes if the only people that are wearing it are based off of like, this is what's in now. That seems uh, to be like a super small like community. Yeah. 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 And I think it's like, it's, it's less of a community because those people who are buying into that brand don't necessarily care about the actual like streetwear community, whatever you want to call it. You know, yeah. they don't really care about that. It's more so, you know, at that price point, it's almost like, like we talked about before, it's like, it's like a status symbol, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like they could give a fuck 
about anybody else. You have to be somebody like uh, um, like this 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 figure, like a Virgil, in order to make a brand like that run, right? You have the Heron Preston, who is mm-hmm. the brand. You have a Virgil, who is the brand. Ruigi has to be the brand because if he's not, then nobody gives a fuck about the brand anymore. Yeah. They have to attach to that person or to attach to the clothing because you got to think about brands like like Huff isn't. Huff isn't made around a Keith Huffnagle. It, it's made around Huff, right? Mm-hmm. Nikki Diamonds isn't. It's, he's cool and all, but people fuck with the clothing more. Or even like, like nobody knows who um, who Julian is of Stray Rats, but they fuck with the brand because they fuck with with the the vibe that it it gives them. So, I think in terms of longevity, he it, he can't be somebody who steps in back into the shadows yeah. in order to succeed. You you got to look at someone like like Neek of uh, Anti-Social Social Club, right? Like, people fuck with the clothing, they don't fuck with Neek because he's, like, a hermit now and he just <laughs> buys Lambos and just goes into hiding <laughs> and he's like, fuck it, like, I made money, fuck you guys. But I think that's, that, I think, personally, that's one of the biggest things in 2019 that I want to see stop because everybody should have access to to a brand like Rude because of how cool it is. They, they do a really great aesthetic yeah. for, for, obviously, what's in very Harley Davidson-esque <laughs> that's me personally. Yeah. Harley Davidson. And I, I think that's that's another thing that needs to stay in 2019 is just just blindly ripping something off and calling it influence. Ooh. You know, inspiration. Blindly. You know, shot. Like, you know, there's so many things, like so many brands out there that are like, oh, I was inspired by this and this. And I'm yeah. like, mm, inspired or Sorry. like copying. Yeah. 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 You know, and I think that's something that. And to be fair, there's nothing, technically, there's no idea that's new, right? Mm -hmm. True. You know, but um, I think that goes hand in hand with what you were talking about earlier and like building a community around your your brand. Like if you're just ripping something off, then there's no real substance to it. Like we always talk about, you know, there's, you know, and that's what people, that's what people want. true. Well, that's what a lot of people want at the end of the day is substance. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people don't care. You know, that's fine, whatever, but... I think that's what we're gearing towards is a lot of people are looking for something with more substance, like right, something facts. that gives back, something that has a meaning to it versus just buying this t-shirt. So know? who's doing right. that now? Who's, who's, who's an example of, of what that is now in terms of like a brand that's like making waves in, in, a, in a positive aspect um, and not just like kind of aimlessly doing things? Uh, I think to really great brands that I'm sure everybody's heard of is uh, Noah mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and yeah. Braindead. I mean, Noah, like, of course, we Noah's talked about them one. before. You know, they do all sorts of things. Like, um, they're very, like, climate conscious, yeah. very, like, active when it comes to, like, supporting different programs. Like Lots they, of transparency. Yeah, yeah, like, they just did something, I think, with, um, like, the fires in Australia. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, cool kangaroos on that yeah, one. I saw yeah that. and and i think that's just like an obvious answer but also brain dead but not in the same way that noah does it i think that they do it in a way that's very authentic to who they are as a brand mm-hmm. um you know like after a couple of seasons of being successful you see a lot of brands just kind of like veering off and going to something that's more commercial true, actually um but i think brain dead still does a good job of remaining true to who they are um and not watering it down just to please like a consumer, you know, um, or getting money, money hungry. Exactly. Right, exactly. I think a brand like brain dead and maybe another one would be like, um, advisory board crystals. They're, they're like mm-hmm. the only two as of lately that have developed styles that are unlike anything that you've ever seen yeah, in regards to like I a agree. streetwear brand. There's probably a couple more that I haven't named, but for the most part, those two, when you look at them, you don't, you, you can't connect them to anything else. Mm-hmm. You don't say like, oh, that kind of reminds me of such and such, or they take on an aesthetic of such and such. Like one of the, th- and this is just a quick one, we're not going to spend too much time with, but one of the things that I want to stop in 2019 is for brands to stop taking on the aesthetic of old school undercover, old school number yes, nine, dude. old school yes. chrome hearts. Like that shit needs to stop. Like we know where it's coming from. Your right. Mickey Mouse fucking memes and like all that shit with the piece. Oh, no, man. Like we know where it's coming from. I know exactly what you're talking That's, about. That makes exactly. me hot, yeah. bro. Like yeah. you're trying to refurbish shit that like maybe new school cats don't understand. But like yeah. if you love how that stuff looked in the past and um, whether people... Um, 
is always wearing Chrome or shout out to 40 ounce. <laughs> <laughs> shout out 40 ounce. But but yeah, like that that aesthetic needs to stop. But let's move on to something positive. Anything have anybody have something positive for like something that we need to leave in or that we need to keep going from 2019 to 2020? Um, I love the whole like being comfy over dressing up now. Like I feel like less and less people are like going around in like a suit and tie or that. like any like so more like less fancy and more like super casual. Like like whether it be streetwear or high ends, like everybody is so much more casual nowadays. Like you can go out in a pair of sweats and like and like nobody will judge you. Everyone's anymore. going up a size. Like I'm so down for like the comfy look. Like I think people's yeah. focus when they're re- releasing collections is like I mean, they're trying to mix in that athleisure aspect. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like a brand like a brand like Needles doesn't become popular because of their their individual cut and sew other than their flannels. It, they become popular because of their fucking track pants. And that's <laughs> yeah. because the the mindset of people nowadays is like, man, I want something that I can lounge around the house in, but also like take to the club. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. got to see the logo. Like yeah. that's, <laughs> the, that's the most important now part. that it's branded. Yeah. And we talked about that a, a while back. We I, were, just, I just copped some like literally yesterday. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, God damn. Man, yeah. Money's like that right now? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. But yeah, like... Brand, I think that's brand's focus is, is like yeah. making things to, to the point where you got to purchase a size smaller because it, the fact that it's bigger, mm-hmm. you know, like we want people to be in. And I think that the aesthetic of, of that just looks cooler. Personally, yeah, I personally think it looks cooler. And I don't even know if it was like when like Vent Mall first came out mm. and like they started the whole like oversized, like super long sleeves, like like. Like they took so many different sweaters and like sewed them together. Yep. Like I don't know if that's when it started, but I mean, you think Yeezy made that a thing? Uh, I don't want to. I'm gonna give credit what credits do, but do you helped. think? That's, I think it helped. I like, think, yeah, I think it helped. I don't know if he started it. I don't know if he started. I, yeah, he definitely didn't start it, but I think he, he was a catalyst. He definitely, definitely was a catalyst. He was a catalyst. Yeah, definitely. he definitely was a catalyst. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I think for the most part, like. If you see anyone, they're they're wearing a size bigger. They're wearing double, triple layers. They're just, mm-hmm. I think, I think the aesthetic of what you're starting to see now, and I, I think this kind of takes place more in, you know, obviously in the Bay Area we see this a lot. We mm-hmm. see this in like kind of colder regions, New York and stuff like that. But but layers and and taking on that sort of European aesthetic where it's like mm-hmm. each piece makes makes sense. Each piece has significance. I think that's a very important part of, of what we're going to see more in 2020. Um, I think so, too. And I think that the baggy look is in. Yeah. I think we called that. We called called the workwear <laughs> utility look, that that whole thing. Nate's wearing a utility vest right now. Like, that's a part of it. I'm the yeah. only one not wearing a black hoodie, I guess. <laughs> no, dude, come on. Did, you did not get the, like, the <laughs> green pants and memo. black hoodie memo? <laughs> that's usually my fit. Like, that's my go-to fit. Yeah. Like, it's a black hoodie and fucking whatever fatigues I have. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not today. <laughs> I just, I right, just go, like expected right it. Now, right? Like, <laughs> All right, everybody, fit check. Yeah, for real. I didn't want to come dressing like Nate on today's podcast, <laughs> which is like a usual. Yeah, oh but God. I think like going into that whole cozy, comfortable thing is that I think what I want to see more of in 2020 is, you know, uh, we always talk about this, but vintage, I think that's yep. something that's oh, going to be... vintage will never go away. Yeah, I think that's something, yeah. you know, it had its moment, but I think it's going to continue and be huge in 2020. Yeah. Um, I'm already, you know, I've already seen it on Instagram and like on the internet and people are... What I appreciate about it is that other people are starting to appreciate more where their clothes come from, yes. you know, as mm-hmm. far as like vintage goes. Um you know, like people and kind of like it kind of goes hand in hand with like the return of the blog. Mm. Like I see a lot of people on Instagram using their profile as a blog and giving me like a yeah. history lesson mm. on like what is going on. That's I think that's good. super sick. Like, yeah, that's good. You I know, less carbon footprint. I like right. that. I like that. That That's actually really smart because you think about the transparency that a lot of brands are trying to to, to provide nowadays or trying to show where their materials are coming from, their their supply chain, things of that nature. I mean, nature. it definitely makes me want to buy it from of course. them, especially when they talk about it. I'm like, oh, okay, let me look into this more. Yeah. I'm going to buy something. It gives you a, a, a bit more insight into where your clothes are coming from and, right. and why you should be buying these clothes rather than just like... And I, and I think even clothes have that have that sort of honest, honest uh, response of being like, you know, like nobody needs to create more clothing you know what yeah, i mean there's like more than enough. enough in the world um 
for people to buy. And, and, and we've always talked about thrifting and vintage being a, a, a huge aspect of, of what normal consumers' lives should be revolved around. Um, because more often than not, your favorite designer has probably made their clothes based around something that you can just go to your local Goodwill or go to your local yeah. thrift store and find. Yeah. It's available. You just got to look for it's it. It's funny because I have customers at work and they're like, yeah, this is cool. It looks really vintage. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like you could probably <laughs> go buy something vintage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, they're like, and they're like, yeah, it does. You know, I could probably find this at Goodwill. And I was like, yeah, you should probably do that instead. <laughs> Shout out to you, deterring sales. I mean, like I'm just being honest. Like, <laughs> no, that's fair. You know? I think that, I think that that's fair, and I think that's an important part of 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 what should be a part of you know normal consumers sort of routine. I th- mm-hmm. I, I still thrift. Like yeah. everything I'm wearing has been thrift. Yeah, it was yeah. like Ryan, your shirt and your that's hat. fucked up. That's. <laughs> <laughs> <What are> you- <laughs> I thought you were saying it because it's like, why does it look dingy? No, like, <laughs> like I love it. Like, it's dope. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was just at a Salvation Army before I came here. That was the pit stop I had to make. They were having a $2 clothing sale. All the clothing was So you was just couldn't $2. give us a head up. I know, like, you we were just here us, waiting. Like, or you, you were waiting for like 10 TFTI. minutes. <laughs> I mean, we could have came down and met you. Like, that would have been a fun. I didn't like, find anything. I did the digging for you guys. I didn't find anything. We Company should go on bonding. a thrift day then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should make that a, make that a, a, a routine thing. Yeah. But I think for the most part that that's the mindset of what 2020 looks like. Yeah. You know, like there's so many different environmental shits happening in the world. Shout out to Australia. Um, <laughs> no, shout out like save Australia. Shout out to Australia. But there's so much shit happening that like I think the mindset of just being going green and yeah. being resourceful and being knowledgeable and doing the research. I think that's, that's something that we always advocate here on this, on this podcast. Let's, let's move on to something that, well, I, I mean, this is something that I also want to see more of. Um, I think is a, as a huge positive is all these streetwear acquisitions. There's a lot of money in streetwear, a lot of money in high fashion, a lot of these outside private equity companies that are looking to spend money on something that's, that's popping off. And this only means one of two things. Either your favorite brand's going to go under because now you have this giant conglomerate spending mall money on it and <laughs> just fucking blowing it out of proportion and now it's found everywhere in the world. Or it can mean another thing and mean that now you have access to your favorite brand in whatever city you live in. And I, being a personal um a person that has been a on, on the, the tail end of that, because now we have Supreme in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and that is only, well, I don't think this has been a result of them being bought out, but it, it could be a possibility, right? Like, a lot of people in the in the fucking flyover states really want their favorite streetwear brands located in their cities. They, they're tired yeah. of shopping on Grailed on Nate's, Nate's Grail <laughs> site. And buying, Nate's self-promo. Go right clothes. now. Follow me. <laughs> Fire shit on there. But how do we feel about the, this this private equity interest in brands like you know we've seen it with Carlisle Group with Supreme, we've seen it with Farfetched and Off White, Farfetched with Stadium Goods, yeah, um, Foot Locker and Goat. Like we're seeing all of these brands start to buy into these what is currently hot in the streets right now. And what do you think is going to happen to those brands? And what do you think is is going to be an outcome of of these buyouts? I don't know. I mean, we've seen it before and brands getting bought out and seeing sort of a watering down mm-hmm. of those brands. And I think it's it's definitely a case by case basis. Um, you know, obviously with something like Stadium Goods, like they're not actually selling their own product. It's like they're just buying it's and true. reselling stuff. So yeah. it's like, you know, there will always be a market for that, which I think that's a smart move. But yep. maybe, I don't know, something like... Carlisle Group and Supreme. I don't think that has much of an effect because Supreme is Supreme. They're gonna do whatever the fuck they yeah, want. They're regardless, gonna do you know? people are so I think it's it. the money aspect, right? When yeah. you throw a lot of money into a brand, there's only one of two things that you can do. You can expand that brand or you can somehow figure a way to promote that brand even more. These are two things that a lot of companies and brands seem to have difficulty with. It's it, it's that supply chain of like how yeah. do I get to my consumers or how do I market myself better? Obviously, Supreme has been able to do that on their own for the past, whatever, 10 plus years. But Mm -hmm. still, at the same time, it's like moving to San Francisco may have been an afterthought, maybe the same amount of time, 10 plus years. But they can be wherever the fuck they want. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They have a they have this 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 
this powerhouse behind them that can take them over the top. Is that what they want? Is that like why do why do they even why do brands even sign to these contracts? I know uh, when Supreme like first started, they were so small. Exactly, and, like yeah. it was just for skaters. Like it was a rebellion type of thing. Like skaters wanted to rebel against yeah. you know like so many people. And, like it, I like that idea and that concept. And then it just became this whole like streetwear type of thing, and like everybody wants it. And if you have it, then it's like you're in or something. And and it's it's like a like a badge. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of just I don't know. For me, I'm like I'm over it. Like move on. I love it still. <laughs> I'm anti P here. I, I love it still. I'm still down there on on uh, on think, Market Street. I think certain things are really tight. Yeah. Um, but other things, I'm kind of like, okay, that's not like like they're cut and sew stuffs. Kind yeah, of still kind of exactly. Sew. That's the only thing exactly. that I buy. They're cut and sew yeah. stuff. Is tight, but like regular shit, I'm kind of just side like, bags. Do not come around <laughs> with a Supreme side bag. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that I'm over. Like a supreme side bag, I'm over. <laughs> no, I feel that. And I think just in general, like the, 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 these buyouts are important for, for, for a multitude of reasons. And, and I think over time, we'll start to see the result of what these things mean. I think within, the, within a year, there's only so much they can do, obviously. Um, you got to think that most things that happen in 10 years from now have been planned like four or five yeah, years ago. that's true. So the Supreme store in San Francisco, as a, as a keen example, was planned five, ten years ago. So there's still a lot of catching up to do and what these company, these larger conglomerates can do. But I think for the most part is any money invested into what is going on in this world right now is important. And it only gives us better access to what we want, because our favorite stores, you, you honestly got to think about it. Our favorite stores, the end, the fucking mm-hmm. Mr. Porter. All those stores could eventually become, well, I know N has a physical store, but they can become wide, like wide scale retail stores eventually in one day in the future based off of people investing money into that. And I'm going to use this as a good good example because I just came across this, but you got to look at stores like opening ceremony, right? They're closing down. Everything is closing down. But then you got to look at something like Stadium Goods, which is going to be opening more of. You think that... The stores that, you know, as an opening ceremony, they didn't just sell their own brand, right? They sold a multitude of different Mm -hmm. brands. Yep. What do you guys feel about those stores in particular? Because we live around a lot of those boutique type stores, yet the the stores like Stadium Goods, um, I'm going to assume, you know, stores like, you know, Off-White has a shit ton of locations. Do you think the the age of the boutique store is going to diminish or do you think that you're going to see more of those? Um, I mean, I think it depends on what type of business you're running and how Mm. it's set up, you know, because I think if you're selling to a very specific like niche customer, then I think maybe it's probably not the best idea to do that because... I don't know. We live in an age where like Amazon is king, you know, yeah. like if they're if Amazon bought out like streetwear brands, it'd be a wrap, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, let me just prime a fucking <laughs> everything. An yeah. Off white hoodie. Yeah. Priscilla. Like same, <laughs> like same day delivery, you know? Yeah. We live in that age of the Internet where it's like it's everything's so accessible. Instantaneous. Right. Yeah. And it, you can have it delivered in your hand. Well, everything is just online now. Right. Like, yeah. like the thing is, is like with stadium goods, because they have sneakers, like people want to go in and like try that stuff yeah. on. But like with brands like that opening ceremony, like was carrying you can just buy that online. Like we this know it's a what a t-shirt's going to look like. We know this what a hoodie is going to look like. Like, <laughs> you know what I think it is? And we, and this is something that we, it has been a pain point since day one is if your store does not have a community built around it, if it is not a hub for people to, to meet up, to, to talk about shit, to just sit there and just look at clothes yeah. and your store is not going to live on. I'm sorry, but for, for, for the most part, the stores that, you know, we, me and Nate hang out at, whether that's Stash, shout out to Stash. That's a store that we go to all the time and we don't even shop there. Mm-hmm. Not often, but like we go there to talk to the people. We go to there to talk about streetwear, whatever. That's yeah. the shit that keeps stores alive. Right. I think, yeah, yeah I think um, stores have to do something to differentiate themselves yep. Yep. from other stores. And I think that comes down to experience, you know, mm. like obviously if I go to a store for the first time and have a negative experience, I'm not likely to shop there. 
Maybe I'll shop online because I don't have to deal with any bullshit. But if I have a positive experience where I walk in and, you know, I'm able to talk to whoever's there, like the employees, whatever, and I have a good experience and, you know, like I'm able to build relationships with those people, I think that really sets them apart and that makes me want to go. Like, for instance, you, you mentioned Stash. Like, it's a good store. They have good stuff. Yep. You know, I shop there every now and then. But I've never shopped on their website. Never. Because I would rather go into the store, say what's up to the homies, and like have a five minute long conversation and then maybe buy maybe buy some stuff. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. It really is just customer service. Like like you get to know like the people that walk into your store and you want like you become friends with them. So you want to support them. You want to like wear the brand. You want to like do all that kind of stuff. You know what it is too? I think it's because we have the internet, we have less tolerance for bullshit. Oh yeah. You know, like I, like I don't have to put up with this like shitty worker. Yeah. Like (laughs) I don't have to put up with a shitty service because I can just buy the shit online. Like it, you know, like there's so many options out there that I think every little detail of owning a store, whether it's brick and mortar or online has to be on point. Otherwise Mm -hmm. there's a million other brand stores waiting to take its place. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think brick and mortar stores understand that yet. Yeah. I don't think that the, 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 the point of people coming in revolves around their customer service until they understand that that's what's going to keep people coming in. Mm-hmm. Then people are still going to deter to buy online stores. And and, and the lifespan of a, of a brick and mortar store, even when they open, is still only like five to six years at most. You know what I mean? So we'll see what these stores look like as we go into 2020 and, and beyond. But for the most part, if you guys are listening, you brick and mortar stores, <laughs> get, get in tune. <laughs> Let's talk about something... Um, Anybody got something negative? You got something negative? P? Negative? Good. You're the one who has Negative or positive? Down. Negative. Because I can go negative. Go, oh, got, okay, you go first, right? All right. Go first. 2019. Question for both of you. Was it a year of good or bad collaborations? Bad. You think so? I, I think so. I think it's okay. It wasn't the best. Like I haven't seen anything that I've like, oh my goodness, like I need that. I love that. Like that's amazing. Like that's totally It was a good balance. But uh, yeah, but there also hasn't been something that I'm like, "Mm," like that's terrible. What was like, what was the best collaboration of 2019? Nike and Sakai. Yes. Okay. I have to agree with that. I think that was a really dope collab. I think that's probably my favorite too. I mean, not that, not only does that fit in like top footwear releases of the year, but you got to understand, like, we're going against a slew of negative fucking collaborations. You got, let me just read them off. Bape and Star Wars. <laughs> it was okay. No, don't do that. <laughs> it was okay. Don't do that, Post Nego, man. Come on, Post Nego. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was cool. Post Nego is not popping. We got, <laughs> all right, let me read another one. Anti-social social club. Trash. Hot Wheels. No, uh, no, 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 no. Bape and Big Sean. What happened? I do it. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Don't don't even let me get into the Prada and Adidas. Oh no. Or the Dior and Jordan. Trash. Come on, man. That's like, just too simple. You're like, talking I mean, about yeah. some of the like high, most highly coveted brands doing collaborations that do not make any sense or do not like even hit close to the bar of what people are expecting. But now we have collaborations that actually did amazing in 2019. Nike and Sakai, Nike and Travis was a, a really good year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm in, how, how do you pronounce it? AL, I'm going to say ALD <laughs> in New Balance was a fire ass shoe. Um, a really cool one was uh, Palace and Juventus. Is that how you pronounce oh, yeah. it? That, that was, was fire. That was Palace and anything was, Adidas yeah. was fire yeah. Yeah. in 2019. Mm. And I think just in general, that ratio was like 10 bad to one good. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. 10 bad to one good for sure. Mm-hmm. What else do we have in 2019? I had some really I bad some trash ones just now. <laughs> really bad there were ones. some trash ones. I think there was more trash than there was good. Okay, though, but what was your scale? Sure. One to 10. How, how did 2019 scale out in terms of like collaborations? It was though? like a five. Like four or five. Four or five? Maybe I think like pretty. a six. Yeah, yeah, I'd say like five or six. Yeah. Five yeah. or six. I'm right there in the middle. Yeah. I, mean, I, ain't trying to, I ain't trying to be in the middle. <laughs> five or six. Five or six. But I mean, I, I think that's pretty average because you got to think collaborations don't stand the test of time of what a true collaboration is. Yeah. I think I, 
I listened to a recent interview with um, Hiroshi Fujiwara. No, not. Yeah, Hiroshi Fujiwara about just how collaboration should take place and properly be executed. And yeah. from what from what I've seen, uh, Bape and Big Sean is not a collaboration <laughs> that is executed the way that I would think that it should be. Better off with Janai. For real, Bape. like <laughs> take him away. I what are you that. doing? He's not even at the peak of his career. Give yeah. me a Bape and fucking Pop Smoke collaboration <laughs> or something. <laughs> but but literally, I mean, like if we look at it though, like the, the ratio is always off. Every year, it's always off. There's never a year where collaborations take over general releases, and I think that's not how things originally were supposed to be. You think yeah. about the the the, the heyday 20, 2005, 2006, Collaborations are something that you would purchase over general releases, yeah. and most people are just going for like. The general releases. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't I don't see any anything that stands out that makes me want to be like, Same. oh, I'm gonna purchase this over this. Like you see, like um, ABC Carhartt, right? Go ahead. Nate. Are you gonna go out of your way <laughs> to purchase something that's either of those brands? You're probably gonna go purchase no. ABC individually or Carhartt individually yeah. right. before you get yeah, the, I would the don't, thing. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, let's let's get into this conversation then. Like, we can sort of have this small conversation about it, but I think we talk about authenticity all the time. And I think like APC and Carhartt, like it's authentic to who they are, both brands, because they're fairly similar, right? Mm -hmm. They're Mm -hmm. no frills, very simple, know what they're good at. I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But does it make a good collaboration? Not Not for the way that they did it. Right. Not necessarily. But in the past though, because I still look up this shit on Grailed all the time. Older APC Carhartt collaborations, fire. fire. Yeah. But for some reason, this is something that just doesn't fit. And I think it's just, it's it's all in the mental for us because we're looking for something different, right? Right. Brain Dead North Face was crazy. Yeah. That was a good collaboration. That was crazy. Not only was the marketing promotion behind it amazing, but the aesthetics of both fit so well that it's like, why didn't I ever think of this prior to this? (laughs) To see them two collaborate is like, this doesn't make any sense, but it does. Yeah. And that's the type of collaboration that we're looking for. We're looking for things to, to for, we're looking for, for brands, two collaborative brands to switch things up, to be like, to catch you off guard and be like, that's fucking tight. I agree. Yeah. I think, you know, we're looking for a few things like authenticity, obviously, like something unexpected shock value, I think is good as long as it goes hand in hand with authenticity um, and then price point for us broke people. <laughs> for sure. All right, all right. Uh, Last question on this topic. <laughs> what collaboration do you expect every year and you're like, it's consistently good? Like a long-term partnership? Long-term partnership that you kind of like, you expect them to collaborate on a, on a year-to-year basis and every time you see it, it's like, it's pretty damn on point. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of an obscure one that you guys don't know about. <laughs> Uh, don't go that far. I know. Bates about to throw something at us, and we're like, "What?" Who is undercover? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with. Um, I think one that immediately jumped out to me for some reason, even though I do not like follow it regularly, is uh, Raph Simmons and Fred Perry. Oh, I think that's, a that's, very an, that's an interesting one. That's a good one. Yeah, I like what um, they do. Yeah, I was just in a. Flex. I was just. Oh, here <laughs> we go. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, yeah, I went to. Uh, no, I don't even want to say it. No, it go just ahead. Feel free. No, just say you're. You I was. Uh, I was in Paris over the summer, and I went to. Um, I went to like a Fred Perry like store, and I was like, "Yo, this Raph Simmons collaboration is kind of hard." Like, I don't know. They just do good stuff. Like, it's, it's very a good like, mix. Yeah. It's right. a good mix. It's a good mix. I can totally like, see both of their like aesthetics right. going together. Like, you have Raph Simmons, the very like European like yeah. street. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, connected mm-hmm. with like the a polo. <laughs> yeah, connected with like a very like heritage. Yeah, British brand like oh, Fred Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just goes hand in hand because. They go together, but there's also that sort of contrast yep. between the two. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of uh, Nike and Undercover. I think everything I, that yes. they do, for the most part, is is mm-hmm. pretty on point. Mm-hmm. Um, I still love the 270s that came out. I'm a big fan of the Daybreaks that came out. I love um, the Prior to that, obviously, Yakuzo. Yakuzo. Pronounce that right. <laughs> 
has been on point for forever, even though I learned about that two years ago. <laughs> I was like, who's Yakuza? <laughs> like, that's Jun Takahashi. I'm like, but yeah, undercover Nike has always been pretty consistent. Yeah, I think so. I, I, yeah. Every yeah. single thing that they've come out with, I've been like, okay, like, this is tight. And it's obviously before the daybreaks have come out, everything before that has been pretty under the radar. Yeah. But for the most part, I think that they, they do good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, we got positive. We got anything positive. Well, that was pretty positive. Actually, actually that was pretty <laughs> negative. We were hating on all the collaborations yeah, of 2019. But anything positive? Anything negative? Positive. Yeah. Look negative. at your list. I got a, Check I it got twice. a list. <laughs> Check it twice. Ryan got a list. There's plus signs and minus signs. Um, and, let's and everything. see. Writing in red. Okay. It, what I think needs to stay in 2019 is all this like neon Fashion Nova type Ooh, stuff. I'm all like neon green, neon yellow. Like it's to me, it just looks tacky. Coming from a person that doesn't wear that shit, I agree. <laughs> like all I these like agree. muted tones. Oh, I like, thought you were going to put in like, like all these neon tones. No, like muted tones, like denim, white t shirt. Like I'm with it, but like the neon, like neon hair, neon shirt neon whatever like i just i i can't stand it. i agree i think just being loud for the sake of being loud is something that needs yeah. to stay in 2019 you no, know i agree like, i agree i think uh, timeless stuff really is exactly what the term means yeah, right like yeah. you're not wearing neon only lived in one decade <laughs> <laughs> right it only lived in one decade it's yeah. not meant to be brought into no. uh, this obviously 2020, but for the most part, you know, we understand how brands like Fashion Nova, H&M, Forever 21, RIP, mm-hmm. Zara, we know how they operate, right? It's a 52 week season. Yeah. Every week, it's whatever has been popping, whatever the Kardashian wore last week, it's what is in season this week. And as we start to understand that, we see like, we get that cringe factor of like, man, like, what the fuck is that? When did that become popular? <laughs> yeah. And it literally came from last week. So yeah. Neon stuff, Fashion Nova, all these, all these fast fashion brands. I mean, that is within their like DNA and how they operate and how they release clothes. But in terms of how people take those clothes and make it into what yeah. you considered style has to fucking go. Yeah, I think going, I yeah, I think going hand in hand, like one trend <laughs> I want to see die in 2019 is like that whole like cyber goth, like cyber punk, oh like gosh, aesthetic, yes. like, uh, like, like neon. Yeah, dude, like that needs to go. <laughs> I think Trust me, I love my, my Twitch streamers. All right? <laughs> I love them. I love watching you play fucking Fortnite, do whatever you got to do. But yeah, that, that's just scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It's just, it's, I don't know. It just seems very of the moment, which I get. You know, it's understandable, but it's just there's just something about it that's just just it's, cringy. It's cringy. It is. You know? It is. I think it's a little try hard. Yeah. And I think um, one of the things that needs to stay in 2019 and and, and be consistent in 2020 and something that we're huge advocates for is purchasing items or I'm not even call them. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be Ian Connor here and not even call them clothes. I'm going to call them pieces, right? <laughs> we're, we're, we're purchasing pieces for 2020, right? Everything is consistent. Everything is something I'm going to keep four, five, six years. And that way you're not purchasing shit that you're just going to wear to to Coachella. Yeah. For mm-hmm. I, think, I think the rule of thumb for 2020 and just for life in general is just don't try too hard, you know? Just don't try too That's hard. That's a good one. You know? I love it. That's why the just whole comfy you. look is in. Like, try, it doesn't look like you're hard. trying hard. Yeah. You, can, I always think, this is always my mindset, you cannot run away from the cops in tight skinny jeans. <laughs> you got to be comfy. Utility vest is perfect yeah. for when you're in the streets trying to, <laughs> trying to make things happen, you know what I mean? Extra okay. pockets. Stash the work in here. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly no, what same. I'm talking about. That's the mindset, man. That's the mindset for 2020. Yeah. Now, the last question for this episode, for 2019, for 2020. I know 2019 was a very um, random year. A lot of great things happening. A lot of lot of up-and-coming brands. A lot of mm-hmm. brands that fell off. Who's up next? next Who's going to own 2020? Ooh. Personally, 20, 2019... Verdi, girls don't cry, killed that shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, can we talk about that for a second? Oh, <laughs> Just like <laughs> right, real go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Say it right. I don't know, man. That's shout out to Paula. I love you, Paula. <laughs> go ahead, say what yeah, you got. A real say. nice guy. But um, yeah, I don't know that. 
Don't say don't you don't know. Say, say what you gotta say. <laughs> Damn, now that he mentioned him personally by name. Just say what you gotta say. I don't man. know. It was just, I think it's it's starting to be like the new, I don't want to say it. <laughs> I don't want to say, say it. it. Just say it's it. Say new, it. Say it. It's the new antisocial, man. It's no. The, yeah. You know, it had its moment, I think. His moment was only a year. It was less than a year. <laughs> it was literally a moment, you know? Like, it's just a moment. I think, I don't know. Once you start seeing people rocking like fucking, I don't know. Name a really bad jeans brand. Um, uh, Aside from True Religions. Let's go. Ooh. That's what I was Dockers? just thinking. <laughs> Dockers? Dockers is not a jeans. I don't know. But like, Arizona jeans? I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> once you start seeing people rock like... Yo, Arizona was kind of fire back in the day. Sorry, side <laughs> I wore those. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but I don't know. Once you start seeing like mall core people wearing like "Girls Don't Cry" and yeah, you know, it's just kind of I get it. You know, I get I get it because they had a million releases in 2019 for sure. Mm-hmm. But the only thing and the only well, obviously, I have the gripe about them pricing out the consumers because not only was a majority of their stuff sold in Japan, but it was also priced to the point where you don't want to purchase what they're selling for that price. We went to the mm-hmm. first okay, ever yes. American yeah. release of Girls Don't Cry Fire. at Undefeated, and that shit was way too expensive for what it was. Yeah. It was. For a tote bag, what was it, like 40, 50 bucks? I think so. That's too the much. Like tote bag? This is your first American appearance, right. and you're already taking on like, oh, like just because we know Nigo, we're gonna give you bait prices. Right. Like, yeah. That's literally what it was. But I think they were the brand of 2019. Verdi was the poster child for every um, agenda showcase, complex con, everything. Everything was built around him for the most part. Mm-hmm. Nike SB release, fucking girls don't cry, and Nigo, like bringing Nigo back from the grave. Like that's yeah. damn near what. The Girls Don't Cry did in 2019, yeah. and I think what they did was amazing. Now, I don't know how they're going to reproduce that same Girls Don't Cry logo for 2020. Yeah. That's the one thing I'm always worried about with brands, because it's not a mainstay logo as brands like Undercover, brands like Chrome mm-hmm. Hearts are. Like People just want whatever it is all the time, but yeah, I don't know. It's worrisome. Okay, side note. They're... Uh Verdi's Wasted Youth and Babylon collaboration. Amazing. Fire. So well, that's good. why he has a side brand yeah. so yeah. he can experiment mm-hmm. with, with, mm-hmm. with with shit. You know what so I mean? Yeah, exactly what Ryan said. Um, it, 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 sometimes uh, being a creative like him, like uh, he used to, well, he didn't design for Rare Panther, but but like he had brands, he has brands on the side that he can experiment with. If people fuck with it, then he'll bring it to, to, uh, to Girls Don't Cry. But for the most part, I think, yeah, I don't know. 2019 was his year, but we'll see how 2020 goes. Yeah. I think, you know, just real quick on that, I think he sort of boxed himself in with, you know, the ongoing, the, the same aesthetic, like, over and over. It's like, how much more, you know, do we want as a consumer? Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, but I, I think, support him as, like, yeah, who he sure. is, yeah. you know? Like, that's, that's why I yeah. I like what he's doing. Say hi as Verdi. <laughs> Say hi. <laughs> That's fucked up. (laughs) Okay, keep going. No, but like I think like going forward, you have to have both of your feet in those worlds of staying Mm -hmm. true to like your aesthetic and what you you founded your you know brand on, but also like you know leveling up. Like, how many more girls don't cry T-shirts can I own in a different colorway? Yeah, I appreciate the quality. That's one thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll They're printing it on there. fucking all styles, no, dude. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. They print on like, do they? I will get my shirt from <laughs> home and serious? bring it here. It's. I thought they printed uh, on like human made shirts. No. Right. I Well, I don't know about the one that we got. Well, you got the first one <laughs> ever, <laughs> so that's your that's your dealing. But I know that the stuff that they print on to to, to this day, <laughs> it's it's fucking human made shirts and like real heavy cotton. Like it's good yeah, quality. Bro, it's worth the price. It's just a Hanes tagless. It's worth the price for what they print <laughs> on. It's a hater. But yes, uh, we'll we'll leave Verdi and uh, we'll actually we'll bring Verdi in twenty twenty. But what brands right now do we want to see flourish in twenty twenty? Things that we've been into, um, they kind of had like a little spark in twenty nineteen. 
Who's yeah. next? Yo, shout out to Stray Rats doing that Mark Jacobs collaboration. Yeah, that, that was, was tight. I mean, the collaboration was okay, but... <laughs> Yo, can you just give him the credit? He's just it was, so it was, negative. It was okay, but like... Let me be, let me be, let me be, let me be completely honest, because I don't want to come up as that guy that just came up on Stray been following them since 2010. I could show you a piece from 2010 that I got. But that is a brand that is Miami-focused, that has yeah. all of a sudden become worldwide in how they design and, and their aesthetics. Shout out to Julian. That is um, that is an amazing brand because that is one alongside brands like Braindead and ABC that have created this completely different lane for themselves and how they look. That's like, it's vintage in aesthetic sometimes, but also very straightforward mm -hmm. in the very, very punk scene that other brands try to emulate. And for the most part, I think Stray Rats is one of the, one of the most lit brands right now. Um, and I can see them in 2020 doing a bit. Their New Balance collaboration, even though mm -hmm. I'm over New Balance, that's not really something I fuck <laughs> with. But that's something that really took them over the hump in, in regards to their brand. I didn't even get to get into like that New Balance like <laughs> New Balance wave. Dude, yeah, like, you don't be there soon. No, like I was, I was on it. I was on it for a little bit, but I just never like. Like fully you know, invested in it by yeah. making a purchase. No pun too. intended. Yeah. Step foot in it. You know, <laughs> like I never participated in it, but I was like, yo, New Balance, that's my shit. And then I was like, nah, that's just kind of pricey though. <laughs> like 180. They're still dropping know, stuff. Like they they're still coming out with like yeah. tons of their vintage styles. Nah, I'm over it. 990. <laughs> Shout out to 990. Yeah. God yeah. damn. Next. But okay, so we spoke things like minimalism into existence. We spoke. Um, like workwear into existence, Acne Studios, obviously. Shout out to y'all having a good day. <laughs> um, ALD, Carhartt, ABC, uh, Jound. Uh, let me go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Ryan's like trying to wrap up the episode. But I'm like, wait, hold on. Let me talk about this. <laughs> no, one. this is good. Go ahead, man. Do what I, you got to do. I think that's just one of the most overrated brands of 2019. Because, hear me out, I get it, the quality's there, it you is. know, the quality's there, mm -hmm. you know, he's focused all about quality, shit like that, but, come on, man, like, really, like, what, throwing what, what a about logo, it? What about throwing it? a logo on, like, some Canadian fleet, whatever, dude, like, I don't care. Okay, this is the thing, that the the, the name is a, is a bit annoying, <laughs> yeah. just like, Spamming J's, right? I get it. <laughs> Whatever you're trying to be, a, but I, I think the aesthetic of what brands in coming into the game now have to be it's either you have to be you have to fit in that off white hair and Preston area, yeah. or you have to fit in that ALD. I'm doing amazing cut, and so mm -hmm. and you guys are gonna fuck with the quality more than anything else. Like, there is no real middle ground unless you lower yourself to the tier that we talked about earlier in terms of just like normal streetwear. Mm -hmm. So, like Jound is that, I, I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced. I looked it up on on online, and I watched Literally. a YouTube video for some how someone pronounced it. They are in. They are like ALD adjacent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They're right there. Yeah. Quality. What subpar graphics? Whatever. Their logo. Just on, they don't they think they're APC. Yeah. Yeah. I just and they literally just did a collaboration with APC. They did. Yeah. Like last, what like do either of them get year. out of this? I know. <laughs> like they're doing the like same thing. thing. Like let's make your same year. jeans APC and let's yeah. put our logo on it. Actually, oh damn. No, but that's the thing. It's like there are so many other brands out there that are doing minimalism. Yeah, like ten times better. It's like how much more? How much more minimal do you want? Like it's a fact. You know. No, I, that's a really good question though because. We buy, like, we can go out and buy a typical pair of petite standard APC jeans, whatever. But is it is a Jound logo on that? Is it going to make me <laughs> right. want to purchase it even more? Like, yeah. you're it's hitting, like, like, the bare minimum for, like, a collaboration. It's like, it's like going to Office Depot and picking out, like, what printer paper you want to get. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like, oh, this one has a nice, like, Five feel pounds. to it. Uh, it's got a good, like, yeah. it's got a good, Glossy. like, glossy. Yeah. <laughs> No, that makes sense, you know? Like, like shut I, the fuck up. It's five by seven. Just <laughs> fucking get it, dude. There's only so much in terms of minimalism that we can get to. That's that's why it's called minimalism. Yeah. <laughs> because there's only so much you can do with it. But for the most part, I think what brands are doing nowadays is bearable. 
you know, in, in regards to minimalism, I love what Carhartt's doing with every brand that they work with. That's always on par with what we want. Yeah. And I think it's just the mindset of where we're at right now in terms of what clothing we want to deal with. Because if I would have had anybody else on that's like on some like neon all over print shit. <laughs> I mean, we're, none of us are wearing that right now. <laughs> none, none, none of us has a you. color outside the spectrum of yeah. green. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how neutral we are all, are all right now. Um, so for the most part, I'd say for the brands that we did mention, 2019 into 2020, shout out to you guys, man. Shout out to you guys for making great stuff and sticking to that. I hope the money doesn't get to your head and 2020 doesn't doesn't turn you into some whole other monster. But for the most part, I think 2019 was a very um, 7 out of 10. I, I agree. 7 out of 10. Like overall. Overall, Overall, seven out of ten. Yeah, like a lot of great stuff. Nate's came about out of to go so negative right now. Already a lot of great stuff face. came out of twenty nineteen. <laughs> Nate's about yeah. to be like, you guys two. asked for this. You guys asked for <laughs> this. Whatever number, tell us the number. Tell us the number. Tell us the number. Like a cool like six. That's cool. That's good. Uh, that's that's not 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 horrible. That means that yeah. there was some good stuff that came out of twenty nineteen. Yeah, and, that, sure. and that's all that that's important is that there's something that we can take along with us as we go into twenty twenty. Twenty twenty is going to be a really amazing year. Obviously, this podcast was unlike anything that we've done. <laughs> far <laughs> so we appreciate you guys listening man episode 103 is is one to remember and we appreciate you guys listening on a very very consistent basis we will be back next week and uh, we'll catch you on the next one peace later later